This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. The Varsity is presented by the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute, with more than 150 fellowship-trained physicians in every orthopedic specialty and dozens of locations across Chicagoland and the suburbs. IBJI is your choice for patient-focused orthopedic care. To find the nearest location, visit IBJI.com. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Vardy City Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore High School sports. I am Michael Dwojek here with the record North Shore founding member Joe Coughlin as we get you all ready for uh, the start of the fall seasons here. We got some golf to talk about and uh, some football to talk about, so you know it's going to be a good episode of the podcast here. Just uh, <laughs> Quick reminder before we get you started here that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you reach out and give us a nice little note. We're on Apple, iTunes, Android, Spotify, what have you. We are all there. So make sure you listen to this and other episodes of the podcast. All right, we're going to do a three-quarter format for this week, where our three-period, I should say. Uh, first period, we're going to uh, talk about golf as both the boys and girls golf seasons have started um off pretty well actually for both teams so we will talk about that and then in the second period we'll be joined by new cheer girls golfer amy bean blossom as she talks about what she is looking forward to this season and then in the third uh period we are going to talk about uh loyola uh alumnus who transferred over to illinois that's jack badovinak and we'll also talk about um, just some of the uh, local alumni that we're looking forward to seeing how they will compete this year in the collegiate season, obviously a more normal season this year. So um, we'll talk about all of that. So why don't we get started here in the first period where we'll talk about golf, where um, Joe, we were talking about this a little bit before the start of the podcast, before we started recording, I guess, but uh just uh, good starts for both uh, Nutria boys and girls uh, golf programs, uh, both teams which have a lot of talent heading into this season. Yeah, they're both pretty stacked and they, they have high aspirations. So uh, the boys started out with a win at the Woodstock invite on Saturday um, in a pretty impressive field. So they came out on top there. I think they shot a 305 at Bull, Bull Valley. Um, I, and then a couple of days later, they had a 12-man duel. So pretty much their whole roster, all 12 guys, uh, they took all the scores. So interesting format there with Lake Forest. They won that meet, too, against another perennial um, you know, power in the state, Lake Forest. Um, all 12 of their guys shot 85 or below. So uh, pretty impressive stuff there. They just got a good team, well-rounded um, seniors, juniors, sophomores. It's pretty balanced throughout a lot of talent. So uh, I think the boys can expect to go pretty far, but you did the story on the Nutria girls um, kind of just channeling them. And we talked a lot in this podcast over the past year, how the Nutria girls uh, were a favorite, if not the favorite, they were a favorite to be state championships. You know, once you get to the state tournament, there's, there's going to be challenges whenever it goes low that day but uh they were definitely had the roster to to do that and they bring back a lot of that roster they lose they lose probably their their lowest score in audrey tier to graduation but the rest is pretty darn good um and uh they're going to be right there again so what did you learn from that from that preview mike 
Yeah, just um, Coach Scott Fricky talked about just like how much uh, last season kind of felt incomplete because uh, both golfs did not have a state tournament. They just finished with the sectional tournament and the Nutria won that. And Audrey Tur, like you mentioned, she won the individual sectional title um, last season. But they talked about how um, it felt like incomplete and not really um, not really what they were hoping for, especially with the talent like you talked about. And um, they're using that motivation of that uh, incomplete season to this year where um, a lot of the returning uh, golfers uh, use that as motivation to work on their game. And um, they're really prepared. They're bringing back seniors, Carter Sickle, Peyton Sickle, and Ciara Patel from last year's uh, playoff rotation. And then uh, junior Amy Bean Blossom, um, who finished second at last year's sectional, um, is also returning. So they have a lot of talent um, coming back from last season's team that won that sectional title, obviously losing out on Tur um, and fellow uh, graduated senior Olivia Siebert is a tough task to come up with. But um, these guys seem really motivated and they seem like they're really ready uh, to compete and um, they'll get plenty of chances and they're really preparing for them themselves for um, competing for a state tournament where uh, they'll compete at the Hickory uh, Point golf course three times this season, which is where the state tournament is taking, well, twice, I guess, during a regular season. Um, they already did that to start the season uh, this past weekend, uh, shooting a 303, and then um, they'll head back there in mid-September. But um, Coach Friggy talked about it, just familiarizing themselves with those with that course, um, getting ready for if they get uh, to the state tournament as a team, um, getting ready so they know all the different um, you know, the different challenges and that kind of stuff. And uh, Fricky talked about that and just how excited they are to have a regular season, um, you know, playing weekend tournaments, uh, playing against other teams, traveling a lot, as opposed to just, you know, um, hosting meets or competing against teams within the local uh, area. So this team seems really motivated. I know obviously this uh, girls golf is a big deal at Nutrieri and they uh, won a state championship not a few years ago, but, um, I think we've talked about this before, but this team seems really stacked and um, really motivated to compete for a state title this year. Yeah, and they, they, you know, they know how to do it too. They, they, just as a program, they've been there so many times and on the biggest stages. I think, I think they have seven total and three under Scott Fricky championships. That is state championships. Another couple second places, another couple thirds. So they've been on the big stage and succeeded. So. It's going to be fun, and we we look to see him there. Yeah, it'll be really fun to see. And then, um, obviously, the boys were also looking forward to uh, seeing what they're able to do. What do you, how do you feel like the boys um, stack up for this upcoming season? And um, obviously, uh, maybe a little too early, but I guess probably not too early, just uh, based on the season starting, but just predictions for how far you think they can go uh, this season with the talent that they have this year. I mean, I think the sky's the limit. In, in a similar fashion for, for the boys' side, um, just a really well-rounded roster. Um, and they, you know, you just look at their scores from their first couple uh, meets and, uh, you know, they're, they're going pretty low here um, across the board. So very um, rounded, uh, very, you know, deep as a unit. So, you know, that does great. Obviously you take, in a lot of the competition, you take your top five scores. So if you have a roster full of guys who can get in that range, uh, I think you're in pretty good shape. So I think that's what Nutrier has this year. Um, plus some guys who, 
who know what they're doing. That's another, and it's another team that's been to state a bunch of times. Now they haven't won a state title in, in, in almost 20 years, um, but tons of second places, one, two, three, four, five, six second place finishes since 20 uh, in the past 11 seasons. So, and another third place. So uh, they got a really good team. Um, I think they had a good team last year that could have competed again for a state tournament. 2019, they got third. So expect them to be there at the end of the year again. Yeah, so it'll be really interesting to see how uh, those two teams compete. Obviously, high um, expectations out of them moving into the season. And uh, with that, we'll move on over to the second period and actually hear from the, one of the golfers herself, uh, Amy, Amy Bean Blossom. I caught up with her um, just to see what uh, she is looking forward to the season, uh, the challenges or the excitement of getting back to normal this year. And, um, obviously just the pressure that they, um, are looking forward to, um, with such a talented team competing for a state title. Plain and simple way to just get things started is, uh, what are you looking forward to this year? Um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to, um, starting to play in some more away invites this year and, um, getting to play in like tougher competition with other teams. Um, and I'm also really looking forward to, having a shot to going to state and possibly winning state as a team because um, we have four seniors. We're a pretty strong team this year. So, and last year um, we didn't really get a chance to do that. So we're hoping this year we can have a shot. How excited are you and uh, your teammates, obviously just to have a relatively normal season this year, as opposed to what last year was? Yeah, we're very excited. Last year kind of, felt like um, super different. Um, it almost felt like my uh, 2019 just jumped right to 2021. Um, and so we're super excited to be able to take the mini bus as a team again and just do more normal team things together because um, it was really hard to do that last year. Is it going to be hard to kind of get back to, um, you know, normal, just obviously getting used to traveling getting prepared for the uh, for uh, competition like that kind of stuff, or is that something that you guys look forward to so it's not really going to be uh, uh, an issue getting back to that? Um, yeah, it's kind of a little bit of both. So um, we're really looking forward to just, like, traveling places together, but um, it definitely feels a little bit different than how we did it last year because um, we didn't really take – we didn't really travel together. We didn't really stay together. So it'll be a little bit of a different adjustment um, since it's just been a, a little while since um, we've been doing that kind of stuff together. You uh, mentioned, obviously, having uh, the seniors. Um, obviously, Audrey graduated uh, from last year. But what, what are you guys looking forward to just as a team um, kind of coming together and having the senior leadership that you guys have? Yeah, so um, – Again, we have uh, four seniors on the team. Um, I think that's really great, especially um, just for me to see. And also for uh, – we also have a freshman this year. So um, it's a really strong, like, leadership. Also, um, all the seniors have been improving their game over the summer, and um, we've all come back, like, very strong um, over the, from this past summer. So – we're all looking forward to be able to play together and compete together. Yeah, just what are you looking forward to just obviously showcasing in your personal golf game uh, this upcoming season? Yeah, I'm excited to um, 
be able to – I've had a pretty good summer, so I'm excited to hopefully transfer that to high school and um, so that um, in my improvement since basically 2019 to now, yeah. even in 2020 a little bit. Um, what have you been working on over the summer? Um, in my game, I've been working a lot on my short game, especially putting. Um, I feel that um, since my long game and drives and irons are all in a good spot, that just working on short game um, is my best option for improvement for um, year, the, the next years to come. Yeah. Obviously, you uh, finished third individually in the uh, sectional last year, and you guys were able to uh, win the sectional last year, but there was obviously no um, state meet. Did that kind of motivate you guys just kind of heading into the off season and heading into the season where you guys have that opportunity, like obviously, especially you seniors where you have that opportunity that one last time to compete for a state championship? Has that just been the motivation for you guys ever since um, you guys won that sectional? Yeah, I feel like that was a huge motivation, especially because after we won that sectional, we were super ready and excited to be able to play in state, and and then it just never happened. And so I think that kind of transferred to this coming year, and even though we lost Audrey and Olivia and a couple other seniors, I think it's still transferred to the other current seniors and also me. And so um, I think that's all just um, made us really excited to play this year. Yeah. I know, obviously, um, looking forward to it and that kind of stuff, but there is still um, some concern, obviously, with the Delta variant. Is that something you guys have talked about? Have you really thought about it a lot, or um, are you just going to do what you can at this point and uh, try to make the most of every competition that you can? Yeah, so I think it's a little bit in the back of everyone's minds. Um, we have uh, – we, we're just hoping we'll have – able to go to state, but um, I think all of us realize that that's not a guarantee, um, but we're kind of just doing the best we can. We wear a mask on the minibus, um, just try to um, keep our distance. And even though it's a lot more back to normal than it was last year, um, we're still aware of it and are doing the best we can. Do you guys feel, um, I don't know, maybe grateful is the right word, maybe it's not, but just uh, to have this opportunity, obviously, to get back at it and just to, um, like we talked about earlier, obviously, getting on the buses with your friends and traveling and that kind of stuff. Do you guys just feel grateful to have this, like, one last opportunity this year, especially you as a senior? Yes, we feel very uh, grateful, especially because our team is um, majority seniors, and so I think uh, for them it's their last year, so I think they're especially grateful. Um, and just, yeah, I think everyone's just grateful to have another chance because um, although at last year this time we – pretty much thought we were going to be back to normal, but you never know with COVID. It just keeps dra dragging on. So I think we're all um, very grateful for this opportunity. Thanks so much for joining us, Amy, and always thankful and grateful to the players and coaches every single week who joined us. Always good to get everyone's insight. All right, before we move on over to the third period, let's give a quick thanks to our sponsor, the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute. They have many locations in the Chicago area, so make sure you check them out. Move better and live better. All right, we're going to start the third period by uh, talking about some football that we've got going on or some, I guess, alumni playing collegiate football that uh, is uh, going to be happening in the next couple of weeks here. 
Um, we've noticed when we started talking about, we uh, have a story coming out about Loyola grad, uh, Jack Bedovinak and um, him transferring over to um, Illinois. And we realized that uh, a lot of uh, recent players have been uh, transferring over this past uh, year over to Illinois. Josh Krutz obviously committing there and um, Max Rosenthal transferring over from um, Michigan State over to Illinois. So uh, really getting some in-state connections there. But uh, what uh, we wanted to catch up with Jack uh, earlier um, just to look, see what uh, brought him over to Illinois. And um, he had competed at Colgate for four years, uh, competing at the FCS level as a lineman, and uh, earned all Patriot League honors for three of those years. And um, But uh, he kind of thought one day just to see what, uh, um, if he could do more. And that means for him just to see whether he can compete at the next level and compete um, in the Big Ten level. I don't know if they call it FBS anymore, but obviously Power 5 level and uh, competing for uh, a major team like that. And um, after the spring season, because uh, Colgate had a spring season for football uh, this past season because of the pandemic and uh, um, decided to reach out to coach uh, John Holosek at Loyola, um, just see whether he could put out some feelers just to see uh, what it would be like and what schools would be interested in. Uh, Coach Halasek reached out to his alma mater, Illinois, and reached out to new offensive lineman, um, Coach uh, Bard Miller, and just to see what his interest would be. And uh, Miller and uh, Bedovniak took it from there. Just good fit, uh, really uh, worked it out over there and uh, really committed pretty quickly, I guess, after the spring season, committed in April to Illinois, and uh, battling for a starting position on the offensive uh, line at guard. Um, it's been a competition so far in training camp at Illinois, and uh, Jack's just been looking forward to it, really um, working hard to see whether um, he can compete at the next level. And he's told me um, a few times when we talked that he has full confidence in himself, but um, it's been a fun competition. He's enjoyed learning from, um, you know, his teammates and his uh, um, competition, I guess, if you want to call it that. But um, it's been a fun process, Joe, and it's been fun to watch him um, just kind of get into it and kind of take that chance and uh, see whether he can compete in the Big Ten. Yeah, I found that really interesting in your conversation with him, Michael, that, uh, you know, he wants to see if he can succeed there, you know, in a Power Five conference in the Big Ten. Um, and, and that was interesting to me. You know, he's, an, he's a first-team all-conference multiple times in the Patriot League, Um so I don't know if he has to prove anything to anybody, but he wants to, which is cool. You know, the, the NCAA granted another year. He only got two games last year um, with Colgate. So basically, basically a lost season um, and really with nothing to play for, obviously, for the postseason. So he'll get his chance this year. You know, it sounded like, you know, just taking from context, he was pretty fired up to be competing with top talent to, to just get into the starting lineup and get some minutes on the field. So. Uh, really like that attitude, really inspirational stuff. And uh, we hope Jack's able to to get in some games and maybe be a starter for our line. Yeah, definitely. It'll be really interesting to see um, what he's able to do. So make sure you guys uh, check out um, that story uh, coming up in a few days. But um, what, what do you expect that? I mean, obviously, we don't know the intricacies of every uh, competition in every school's thing that would just be too hard to keep track of all of that. But um, how do you feel like uh, local alumni will do at Loyola? I mean, we talked about um, 
Max Rosenthal transferring over more, probably more as a fullback and um, than a tight end. But obviously, Coach Bielema likes to use that package. And um, Josh Cruz obviously uh, coming in as a true freshman. Um, just what do you think about uh, the guys that are coming into Illinois and obviously under a new uh, coaching staff, maybe getting more of an opportunity than they would have uh, otherwise? Yeah, you know, uh, it's so cool to see guys we covered um, get their chance at such a, uh, a large scale Big Ten program. And uh, for us, one, you know, our alma mater. So um, we followed a little closer. I got to admit, I don't follow the football preseason as much as I do when basketball comes around. Um, so I'm not sure where the depth chart's looking like for, for people like Krutz and, and Rosenthal. But I expect with Rosenthal's experience, is so paramount for a position whose primary purpose is to block and pave a way. Uh, you know, a lot of that is about um, experience, reading, reading defenses, reading the play, and obviously just staying true to your assignments. Um, and I think uh, Rosenthal will be excel there. So I think he's going to get some time on the field, um, maybe even uh, maybe even get some short yardage carries or short yardage throws. Who knows? Um, and Kruitz is a new guy, but, you know, knowing – the pedigree he comes from and just seeing his development year after year um, and coming back so quickly, you know, off that injury he had at Loyola and succeeding, um, you know, things really opened up when Cruz came back to that offensive line for Loyola last year. Not that Vaughn Pemberton and Marco Maldonado needed too much space, but they really started to just destroy teams on the run those last few games. So, uh, when, when he came back. So I think that solidified it. I think Cruz is going to get chances this year and he's going to put on um, the weight um, needed for, for big 10 linemen. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be a good one there. It might just take some time for him. Yeah, definitely. Um, some other players we're looking forward to, obviously Jake Marwiti is completing as a redshirt senior at, um, at Duke. And it seems like Jake has really a, uh, um, solidified himself as a good, you know, tight end. Uh, obviously, we saw that uh, play that he was able to catch for last year, but 2020 um, had a rec- one reception and seven yards, 164 career snaps. So it seems like he's fitting into that role of being a good reserve tight end for uh, the Blue Devils. Yeah, big play guy when he's able to get the ball in space. So we saw that huge touchdown last year. Hope he can do it again this year. Another uh, interesting player that uh, we'll look forward to seeing is Duke Olgas at Northwestern, obviously a defensive lineman now um, as a redshirt sophomore. So um, obviously got a couple of years um, under his belt, obviously to get into uh, college football uh, shape, kind of added some weight there as well. Um, obviously we saw him play on both sides of the ball in New Trier, but obviously as a defensive lineman, um, more um, as a specialist there. Um, I'm sure, uh, I, obviously, like we've mentioned, um, not a day-to-day specialist when it comes to Northwestern football, but um, you would expect that Duke would get some sort of uh, role on the defensive line, at least getting into the rotation there. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, they'll see, you know, with guys like Duke who are, who are looking to make, uh, make a mark here. Uh, I think he's a sophomore redshirt. Um, he'll get in some rotations. I think, I think, you know, he's big enough and strong enough. He's up to 260 here at six, four, um, that he's going to get some looks. And if he can perform, I think he can stay in that lineup and in the rotation, you're going to need good pass rushers and good run stoppers in the big 10. Um, and they rotate those guys in and out. So he's going to get his chances. I hope uh, we get to see him. Who is a player that you're looking forward to from the class of 2021 
um, just obviously seeing what they're able to do. Obviously, uh, um, David Davidkov didn't compete for Nutri last year, decided to enroll early. Um, doesn't mean exactly they'll have a role as a true freshman right away with the Hawkeyes or um, obviously Von Pemberton at Ball State. But um, who's a recent graduate that you're really looking forward to seeing what they're able to do at the college level? It's a great question. And, and David Koff, he went there early. Um, and because he's expected to be their guy uh, on the offensive line. So I, I think you turn on an Iowa game this fall, you're going to see him um, on the field protecting his quarterback. So I, I, I think that's, that's exciting to see him out there. Uh, the position for me isn't that exciting, but that's okay. Uh, so, I mean, I'm looking at Pemberton and again, I don't know the depth chart at ball state. I took a look, obviously, um, teams are going to, you know, uh, roster a lot of running backs, tail guy, tailbacks, guys who can, who can tote the rock guys who are playmakers and see where they go, see how they fit in their schemes. Um, you know, he's coming in with, with another couple freshmen and, uh, they're returning a guy who led the team in carries last year. Um, not their number one back, but he did lead in carries. So, um, but they, they fed the rock to a lot of guys last year. I noticed um, three different people, including the quarterback with 80 carries. Um, one guy's on the Atlanta Falcons now. So that frees up a bunch of carries. Um, another couple guys with, with 20 to 30. So I think Pemberton, just watching his progression at Loyola and how he exploded as a senior, you know, he, he, he looked great as a junior, um, but really as a senior, he looked unstoppable. So he looks even bigger now up, up over 210, 210 pounds, I think. Um, I, and I, I think it's going to be hard not to at least see what he can do out there. So I'm excited to see if he gets out there for ball state. Um, there's another couple guys from Loyal that I think are going to jump in right away. You know, Brandon Svets at Harvard. Um, he, he, he was wanted by a lot of people, um, an all state guy. Um, so he's a, he was a loyal, a defensive end and a pass rusher. So I think he's going to get some looks as well. Another guy who's tall and a bit on the thin side, at least when he graduated, he's going to put that muscle on and be, uh, be a force for them. So just two guys from Loyola real quick that I think uh, are, are ones to watch. Yeah, I think I'm probably most looking forward to just seeing what uh, Pemberton's going to do at Ball State. Obviously, Ball State uh, competing well at the MAC level and um, not afraid to spread the wealth and that kind of stuff. So I think Vaughn can really um, excel at the MAC level, obviously, with a good offensive line there uh, for the whether the Cardinals or the Redbirds. I always mix it up, but um, obviously, he'll be able to succeed well at Ball State. And um, we're looking forward to seeing that. And um, speaking of football, we'll obviously talk more about what we're looking forward to this upcoming high school season um, in next week's episode of the podcast. But um, obviously excited to see what local alumni are able to do and uh, looking forward to what they're able to do as the, as the college season starts with week zero uh, next week. But that's everything that we've got for this week's episode of the podcast. A little bit shorter, but obviously got to save the voices for next week's probably two hour uh, preview episode okay. uh, for the football show. Um, thanks as always for taking a listen. Just a quick reminder, you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you listen to old episodes as well. And also spread the word when you're at those sporting events this upcoming fall. Um, obviously, the more listeners um, makes us happier. But for Joe, thanks so much for joining us this week. And we will talk to you guys down the road. See you guys.
Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record NorthShore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom. The Varsity is presented by the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute with more than 150 fellowship trained physicians in every orthopedic specialty and dozens of locations across Chicagoland and the suburbs. IBJI is your choice for patient-focused orthopedic care. To find the nearest location, visit IBJI.com.